Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So I'm I'm still getting there, y'all. I'm a little bit better, but I'm still stuffy and congested. But I'm getting there. So um, this topic, I spoke about this in little spurts here and there. And it's a very sensitive topic for me because, um, you know, I have children and I love my children. Like anybody who knows me know that my children are my world. And um, when you, and I tell people all the time that you have to get to a point where you have to get out of that toxic situation that you are in because not just for yourself, but because your children are watching. And I learned so much from my children throughout that process and out and after that process. And it broke my heart. You know, hearing them say some of the things that they were saying to me. And um, especially my two that I have with the narcissist. Um, So this is going to be a a sensitive podcast for me, but I'm going to get through it. So once you become aware of narcissists and narcissism, right? Narcissists will trap you with children. That's one thing that they will do. However, narcissists don't like children. Uh, As crazy as it may sound, they don't like children. Uh, If you have children with a narcissist or you uh, see narcissists and how they interact with their own children as opposed to how they interact with other people's children, you will see the difference and you would understand what I mean. So this is one of the main reasons why a lot of narcissists will abandon the children when they cannot manipulate the children when they cannot use the children as pawns, when they cannot weaponize the children to hurt the the other parent, they would literally abandon the child. And they would abandon the child or children and blame the other parent, if that makes sense, why they left. Oh, I left because of so-and-so. I left because this, or I left because of that. They would never take accountability for the things that they have said or the things that they have done to the children. Narcissists won't take accountability for anything. They don't even take, they themselves, because, okay, so because they are stunted at the age of like, let's say 10 years old, they are literally a child themselves. And because they don't know what love is, because they were abandoned, abused, neglected by their mom, dad, or both parents, they don't know what love is. They don't understand it 
because love should not hurt. Love should not uh, feel that way. So this is why they don't feel. So if you, in my case, I was, I'm always very loving and nurturing and very caring. And, you know, I was always very attentive to my children and he hated that. So they in turn become jealous of their children because they don't understand why you as the other parent are giving that child so much attention, so much love, so much affection. Like I'm telling you, like the narcissist that I was dealing with, he was sometimes physically in the home, but that was it. He was not present in their lives. You know, he never really sat down and, you know, I never really saw him like sit down and have like father daughter time. He would do it sporadically. You know, that breadcrumb love bomb thing, how they do. You know, it wasn't a consistent thing. And when he would do it, it was like my kids were just like, oh, like they didn't want to go. They, they didn't want to be around him. They didn't want to go. They didn't enjoy being in his company. They didn't enjoy being in his presence. Um, he was very annoying. Um, and they know, you know, the narcissist knows. And it doesn't feel genuine and it doesn't feel authentic and real. So the kids pick up on that, even though they may not be able to uh, articulate it and say, but that's exactly what it is. So the narcissists, they need, they crave attention and they hate the fact that kids take their attention because there were several times where he would be like, oh, you know, you always put the kids first. And I'm just like, well, if I don't take care of the kids, who's going to take care of the kids? Like, I, I don't have that option. So you see how they trap you? They trap you with the children and then they get mad because you're giving the child or children attention. So that gives them time to run off and leave and be like, oh, well, you're not giving me attention. I'm going to go find it somewhere else. Because narcissists need attention. They need supply. They need to be validated in some way, shape, in some way, in, in any kind of way, in any way. They always need attention. Narcissists don't want their kids to succeed. They don't want their kids to do better than them. A lot of narcissists will cripple their children and hold their children back, believe it or not. So here's the thing, because I'm big on education, right? And his father the narcissist that I was dealing with, his father is also a narcissist. And I was raising his sister, who is another narcissist, believe it or not. It's a whole narcissist full of family. The whole family is full of narcissists. So the sister is a narcissist as well. And at some point, there were some issues or whatever, and the sister came to live with me. Now, he hated his sister. Like, it was... I couldn't understand it. He hated, when I say hated, he despised this girl. Like he didn't show, I mean, like you could, like in everything, he despised this girl so bad. He never had anything good to say about her. He would, you know, talk really bad about her, talk really negative about her. And I would always say, listen, you know, I understand she's a child. You know, she suffers from abandonment issues because she wasn't raised by her mother. You know, your father is, you know, is not the best of situation. You know, sit down and talk to her, you know, give her some knowledge, some wisdom, some education. Like, you know, talk to her and, you know, tell her some of the things that you have experienced. So that way you can kind of build a bond with her. He never did. 
never said because again the narcissist will never talk about their trauma they like to play the victim because the father abused all of them in some way shape or form and his father has a lot of children and he abused them in some kind of way right so it got so bad um that the sister was you know had some learning disabilities and she was failing in school and i was pushing her and encouraging her and you know it's sad to say that you see the effects of narcissism and how they program the kids from very early to think less of themselves. So she really didn't think highly of herself. She really didn't have any motivation or any type of incentive. She just thought that this is who she is and, you know, that that's it. And so she was failing in school. And I'm saying, how are you in school every day? You come home, I'm asking you if you got homework, I'm asking you how, and you're, you're failing. Like, what are you doing in school? And I was, when I tell you, I've never gotten so many phone calls from a school in my life. I was getting phone calls from the assistant principal, the dean, the principal, the, this, the counselor. The, this. I kept saying, well, what the hell is going on? And when I would go to the father and say, oh, you know, well, you know, she's failing. She's, you know, what, what, what is that? Like, listen, I'm not allowing any of my kids to come home with D's. Not when I'm sending you to school every day. Not when I'm sitting down helping you do homework. Not when I'm willing to pay for tutoring. Not when I'm willing to help you get the extra help or find a program for you. I'm that parent. I'm that parent. I will go above and beyond to make sure that you get the help that you need if you're struggling. And he was like, oh, no, that's fine. You know, Jesus is fine. That's passing. She could. And I'm saying to myself, you're not even trying to motivate this child to do better or to be better. Jesus is okay. So you're going to tell me that she that in her mind, she's going to be like, okay, that I could, I'm, I could just get along in life with being a D. At some point, she's going to have to graduate and go to high school. And at some point, they're going to put her in these low classes where they're going to be like, oh, well, she's just a D student. The teachers, let me tell you about the education. They don't care about our children. And if you as a parent don't advocate for your children and let the parent, let the teachers know, let the school know, let the staff know, I'm not that parent. They would literally look over your child and disregard them. Trust me, I know. I've been at these conferences. I've been at the schools. I'm that parent. And I'm looking at him like, you're not even trying to motivate her to go to school. You're not even trying to motivate her to get good grades. You're not trying to make no type of, oh, Jesus passed out. She's fine. So I had to say, no, 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 not in my house. These are not acceptable in my house. Now, granted, yes, there may be one class that you may struggle with. There may be a subject that you're not too happy about or you're not feeling it. Just get a C. That's all I ask. All the other classes, you bust your behind and you do what you got to do. But in one class, that one class that you're struggling, just get a C. It's okay. I'm not asking you to be A student, valedictorian, salutatorian. I'm not asking you to, to kill yourself. But what I'm asking you is to raise your standards just a little bit. Push yourself. Motivate yourself. But narcissists will never want their children to succeed. They don't want their children to surpass them in any type of way. It's sad. 
And this is how they breadcrumb, they gaslight, they love bomb. They do it the same way. They triangulate their children as well. And, you know, like I said, I have two, I have three children altogether. My oldest daughter didn't care for the narcissist, but the narcissist was very jealous and very envious of her. Understand, she was the only child at the time. She's spoiled. I'm supposed to spoil my child. Her father wasn't present in her life. This is my child. I'm going to take care of her. And he would always be, oh, you scared of her. Oh, you, oh, you, oh, you let her do whatever she wants. Oh, you spoil her. Oh, she this, oh, she that. Very jealous and envious because they didn't get that type of attention and treatment when they were younger. Their parents neglected them, overlooked them, didn't pay them any mind, didn't do bare minimum. And I'm going to explain that. I'm going to get back to that point when I get through halfway through this podcast. They triangulate and they manipulate their children as well. And you can see if the narcissist, if you have more than one child with the narcissist, you would tend to see that the narcissist will favor a particular child. They call that child the golden child, you know. And then there's a scapegoat. And then there's other, I forgot what the other name is. But they have, you know, they have their quote unquote favorite. And so in my case, my middle daughter was quote unquote his favorite. Um, you know, he kind of leaned towards her a little bit more. Um, and my daughter was athletic. You know, she still is athletic. She plays, she played very different sports. And of course, you know, like I said, narcissists, they don't really have any interest in the kids. They don't really help with homework. They don't, nothing picking up from, like it was bare minimum. And so my daughter, at some point when she started to go to middle school, he took up a particular interest in her because she was going to middle school, but quote unquote, um, my daughter started playing basketball. So that gave him, quote unquote, you know, he took a particular interest in her and, you know, he just became uh, very overbearing. But he was also messing with somebody in her school. So that was kind of another excuse for him to, you know, be in the school, around the school and things like that. You know, it is what it is. But how embarrassing is that? Your father is messing with somebody who works in your school. But um, it bothered her. It bothered her. And once he became very overbearing, um, she quit basketball. And she played other sports. She played basketball. She played volleyball. Um, she did archery. And softball. Softball is her thing. But majority of the times, he never went to any of her activities. He never really um, did, you know, he was not present not present. And my point, I'm getting to this now, you know, when he was quote unquote a child, you know, he always, and I think that's probably where he stuck at on his, um, developmental chart. Uh, but maybe in, I think he might be stuck anywhere in between the ages of five and maybe 12. I'm gonna just give him that range. He always, like, if you ever had a conversation with him, he would always revert back to, oh, I used to play football. I used to do this. I was, you know, we won a championship. Like, like that's the highlight of his life. He doesn't talk about anything else except for that moment and time when he played football. And that's where he took out most of his aggression. 
that's where he was able to, you know, flourish or whatever. But it was also a sad side of him because he would always talk about, you know, how his parents was never there, how they never went to any of his games, how they never supported him, how they never, um, they never really showed any interest and how, um, you know, his parents, you know, he, you know, he was upset. He had to wear hand-me-downs. He had to wear cleats and stuff that was, you know, shoes and stuff that was too small. That wasn't his size. Um, you know, he kind of, uh, had to live in the shadow of one of his cousins and um, that bothered him because his cousin was, you know, the only child at the time. His cousin had everything. His cousin was spoiled. His cousin had the life that he didn't have. And so very jealous, very envious, very, you know, to this day. And um, it is what it is. So to turn around now and to have a child who's active in sports and you turn around and do the same things to your child that was done to you. Make it make sense. You know, th- this is why I say the narcissists, they literally get jealous and envious of their own children. Um, it's, it's just several just different ways that I used to be like, what? Um, you know, I work. I, I want my kids to have decent things. And, you know, you you pay for what you want. And so I went to nothing extravagant. I went to Raymond Flanagan and bought my kids some nice wood beds and nice frame and everything. And he happened to see the receipt of how much I paid for the beds. And he was mad. Like, why are you mad that I'm spending my money? This is my money that I want to buy for my kids. Like, what? Mind you, the old, my oldest daughter is not his. My middle daughter is his. I didn't have my little one at the time. And I'm like, why are you so upset? Because I'm spending my money to buy the kids a bed. They need a bed. Because you're not helping me buy a bed. You're not giving me money to buy a bed. But he was just mad at the fact that I even bought them a bed and how much I spent for the bed. They get mad. They get jealous. They get envious of anything. Anything that takes away from them, they despise. They despise. They don't like when you're affectionate with the children they don't like this is why I said they would go out there and hug and play around and laugh and joke with other people's children and won't do it to their children and if they do like I said it's very minimum it's a breadcrumb type of an effect you know he was a little bit nicer to my middle daughter but when I had my little one I don't know what it was from birth she just did not like him she didn't want to deal with him. She didn't want to go with him. And, you know, she's vocal. You know, that one thing I can say about my little one, she's vocal. And she made it known several times, like, I'm not talking to you. I don't like you. Stay away from me. So he would always look at her and give her these evil looks and be like, oh, you're just like your mother. So he kind of resented her a little bit or didn't. Well, he didn't. He don't like anybody. But, you know, he didn't. He especially didn't like her because she more resembled me. My middle daughter more resembles him. And it was just the craziest thing to see the dynamics. And believe it or not, my kids picked up on all of that. You know, he would yell and just be really nasty and aggressive towards my little one. I mean, he yelled all the time because he was, oh, this is how I talk. And I said, no, it's not. I said, because when you want to whisper and be sneaky, you know how to whisper and be sneaky. You don't yell all the time. You know, but he yell and wants to project, but he gets that from his parents. His parents are yellers. You know, whenever they, you know, one, two, three, they're, they're always yelling. 
So for him, that's normal. And um, they are just simply jealous. <sighs> they treat all of their children different, believe it or not. You know, and um, they pick and choose when they want to be active in their children's life. And, you know, they use the children, you know, and they say horrible things to the children about the other parent to try to get the kids to not like the other parent. Like they do some very manipulative and sneaky things, you know, and they try to bribe their children with money. Um, Some parents are abusive and they will physically hit the child um, and, and beat the child into submission and things like that. So the child will be afraid to say stuff. So that's what happened to the narcissist sister who is also a narcissist. I, you know, like I said, she lived with me for a couple of times in and out her life. And it was just like, no matter what you did, no matter what you said, um, you just saw the brokenness in her. You just saw how she was just so uh, traumatized from all the years of abuse. And no matter where she went and, you know, she bounced around from different relatives, you know, the same victim mindset, the same victim mentality. And everywhere she went, somebody was abusing her. Somebody was talking about her. Somebody was doing this to her. Somebody was doing that. It's always, it's never ending with them. There's nothing, you can never show them any type of love. They don't understand what love is. And so even with the sister, when I would show affection to my daughters, my little one is very affectionate, believe it or not. She's crazy, but she's a little affectionate. You know, if you could see the resentment. You could see how she would be jealous because, you know, she unfortunately she wasn't, you know, she didn't have her mother. And I said to her, I said, well, listen, you still have other women in your life who love you like their own. You know, and it's so interesting because I was having a conversation with my daughter. And I think that's the most hurtful part is that, you know, people who know how to love, we can love people outside of the people who we bring into this world. You don't have to be a biological child for me to love you. You know, I, I love all children. I love my godchildren. I love my, you know, I love them like I love my own, like I brought them into this world. So there's no different type of love. You know, love is love. But narcissists, they don't see it that way. They don't understand it because they never had it. So narcissists will never love the child. They will never love your children. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they do. They are very jealous and envious and and they just have a deep hatred for children. They can try to fake it, but they can't fake it for too long. You know, um, my kids would just little things that they would say to me. And I'm like, wow. You know, like he never really had no interest in doing anything and taking them anywhere. And then when we were kind of like literally at at our the height of our shit storm, I call it, um, that's when he wanted to take the oh, I'm gonna come take the kids out. Oh, I'm gonna take them to spend. And the kids were like looking at me like, really? Like, do we have to really go? And I was like, you know, just go and spend time with your dad. It's all right. And they would come back and they would just be like, Ma, really? Like, they were just annoyed. They were over it. They were done. They were so done. They just didn't want to be bothered. And so I had to respect their boundaries. You know, kids shouldn't have to be subjected to that kind of abuse. It's painful. It's traumatizing. And it's hard to overcome. 
And this is why I say when you do the healing journey, you're not healing just for you. You're healing for your children as well. And you have to heal so that they, you can help them heal because they're so small. They don't understand. There's some shit that you don't even that you're not even going to understand. So you cannot possibly expect a child to understand it. You know, all kids want to just be happy and just be loved and just have a safe space to play and just be a kid. But you can't do that when you when you have a narcissist in your life, when you have to walk on eggshells all the time because you never know what personality is going to be walking through the house that particular day. Or you're going to be ignored or you're going to be abandoned or you're going to be, you know, happy one moment and then the next moment you're a, a tyrant. You know, this is what it's like when you are dealing with a narcissist and it's so hard. And this is why I encourage people do what you have to do and get yourself out of that situation for your kids safety. I was talking to someone um, the other day and, you know, she's African and, you know, she reached out to me and sent me a message and she stated that she was struggling and, you know, she, you know, she doesn't have any help. She doesn't have any assistance. And, you know, she was afraid to go back because and her children don't want to go back. And I, and I said to her, well, I don't know what region of Africa you are in. I don't know what resources you have out there. I said, but you need to go and look for a safe haven. Go look for a place where, you know, they have, uh that, you know, a safe haven for women and children who are, you know, victim of, of victims of domestic violence. Uh, you know, it's, it's just incredible. It's just unbelievable. And I mean, thank God I was in a position that I, like I said, I've been independent. I've had my own and I'm able to hold my own. But there's a lot of women who are not in that position, who cannot get up financially and who cannot leave and who don't have assistance, who don't have family, friends or a village. They don't have a community that's willing to support them because the narcissist, the way they live their life, they treat the people in the house the worst. And they have a whole different personality when they go outside. So people will not believe you. People will not believe what you tell them because that is not the person that they see when they're outside. It's sad and it's unfortunate. And unfortunately, some women go back. And just endure the abuse because some narcissists are relentless. They are in relentless in their pursuit to abuse. Not all, but some, because it's all about control. They control you. They control the children. I mean, it's just all about control. They themselves are out of control, but they want to control you and your life. I, you can't make this stuff up. So, if you're dealing with a narcissist and you don't have children, please, whatever you do, don't have children with them. Because it will not get better. It will get worse. If you have children with them, you have to be strong and you have to be willing to stand up and fight for your life, fight for your children. Some narcissists, not all, will go to cut because, because they control the relationship 
and possibly make the money and you are quote unquote reliant on them because you know that's a very toxic codependent relationship they want you to be dependent on them and so because you may not be in a position financially to take care of the kids they would go afar and beyond and this is another thing they would fight you for those children they would spite you and take those children and they would still continue to abuse those children and now they will further isolate you and push you out and abandon you and take the children from you and now because you're a, a mother and because you are now like in this whole um you're hurt you're angry you're going through all of this and now to further the hurt and the pain, he rips your children from you. You see how they, they just like to hurt people. And that's how they weaponize and use the children against you because they know that the only thing that can, quote unquote, hurt you that bad is those children. So if you are in a position to leave, you leave. You know, find an exit strategy, speak to someone, join a group. You know, find a therapist, a mentor, whoever it is. Go online, do your research. There's so many people out here that can help you. Um, so many programs. The Internet is a wealth of information. Please use it to your advantage. And you need to reach out to people who understand and know what you're going through. You can't talk to people who don't know, who don't understand because they will never be able to understand and wrap their head around it. I'm telling you. So, I hope that you find the strength and the courage to move forward with your life. Not just for yourself, but for your children. The narcissist will never change. They are who they are. Understand this. They have been this way since they were a child when they were the trauma began that's when their narcissism kicked in they have been operating and functioning this way for a very long time they don't get better they just adjust they just adjust to the environment so that they can continue to wear the mask and to live this delusional life, the facade. They do not change. And every time you try to leave and you stay or you try to leave or you leave and you come back, it gets worse. The abuse gets worse. So, with all of this being said, stay strong. Keep fighting. Wishing you nothing but love and light. Stay blessed.